When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Radzabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm delighted to have with me this Sunday early afternoon, Mr. Dave Colwell. Dave, uh, firstly, how are we doing? I'm very good, thanks. Really good. Um, yeah, Sunday afternoon, day off, and then we're back in the gym tomorrow. How's the family and everybody? Yeah, really good, really good. My little boy's excited because he's back uh, training with his teammates tomorrow. Grassroots football's back tomorrow. He's got his first game on Saturday. So, yeah, um, he's got a bit of normality back. My daughter's able to go back to the studio as well for music. So, uh, kids are happy, so mum and dad are happy. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. Hopefully that will just continue as we uh, prolong and as we move forward into the rest of the year. Uh, Dave, one jump straight into it. Uh, yesterday saw Dylan White return and avenge his loss to Povetkin. Uh, I know you know Dylan very well. Obviously, you worked the last fight, but you also know him very well before the last fight. Um, how did you assess uh, his performance? Um, I, thought it, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. The, the intent was there. I think the, the sharpness was there. It, it was... It was so much better, I thought. Um, just down to his jab, rather than it being a pulling, laboured sort of jab, everything was snappy, sharp. Kept the range. Povetkin couldn't get in at all. His feet were, were, were better where um, whenever Povetkin had wanted to close the range, Dillian's feet had taken that step back, glide off. He just kept the distance all the time, so Povetkin couldn't set himself, couldn't find those shots. And when he did, when he did try and throw the left hooks over the over and rights, he was he was constantly out of range, and he was out of range at the point where Dylan could fire back with his his hard counters. So I was I was impressed with him. I'm I'm really pleased for him because you know there's, there was a lot of pressure on it for him going into that fight, um, and you know and and for for Xavier Miller, his, his coach as well, um, and I just think you know all respects in the world from you know they, they did the job. It was great to see. It seemed like Dylan was really pumped as the as the ring entrance started. He was jumping uh, as before he got into the ring, but then when yeah. he got into round one, it looked like they both wanted to let their hands go. It was incredible. Yeah, he wanted to let his hands go, but I thought that there was um, smarts behind it. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with it when you're when you're a fighter like Dylan, a, a natural instinct of going in there and and letting power shots go and and smashing people up. As long as there's the thought behind it as well, then you know that's that's fine, and that's what he did. He, he was he was thinking about it. Do you know what I mean, um, he wasn't. Yes, it, it looked reckless sometimes when he when he he'd swing him in, but that's dealing white. But it was a little bit more compact, and he was he, you know he would take his head out, and you know he he was aware of what was coming back. Um, I, I was impressed with him. I thought it was really 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 good last night. What what, did, what adjustments did you make to make it more difficult for Povetkin to land? Obviously, we know Povetkin's signature. I think it was. I think it was sharper. I think his it, mentality was sharper. His feet were sharper. 
Um, yeah, Dylan's always going to fall off balance when you know when when he really 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 loads up and he lets those those big winging shots in uh, shots go. Um, but in in between those spots, I just felt as though everything was shot. The balance was better. I remember in the first fight, he was a little bit. He, Whenever Povetkin threw or the exchange, Dylan had, had rock off balance as he's as he's pulling out. It was all like a bit bit slower, bit you know, a bit slow motion sort of thing. At this time, he was sharper. It was much sharper. Um, and yeah, this, there's not listen. There's not a lot to say. He, he was he was he was it was very clinical. It was it was very good. And his lead hand was was the the jab, the sharpness of the jab was so much better. Um, and that allowed him to find the right hand, allowed him to find everything else. And I thought it was. I thought he did a great job, but you know, Povetkin's a tough, tough man. And while ever Povetkin's in there, we know it was always going to be dangerous. But you always felt in that in that fight last night that Dillian had it under control. You know, he he, um, he was aware of what was you know the dangers that were coming back. He obviously made some changes in his team. Uh, he brought in Harold Knight, who obviously formerly worked with Lennox Lewis for a number mm-hmm. of years, and changed nutrition, strength, conditioning as well. Um, but in reality, Dave, how much pressure would there have been on Dylan's shoulders? I saw a clip yesterday where he met Povetkin and he said um, something in the lines of, um, you know, I, I st- it was hard to sleep after that fight. Uh, but how much of that was kind of in his head over the last couple of months? And then obviously to avenge it and just remove that kind of evil from his head and move forward now? Um, listen, I mean, nobody knows what's in, in anybody's heads, but obviously, you know, as a, as a fighter, you would imagine that that was weighing quite heavily, you know, but that was the fire that was that, that, that kept him burning to go through what he has to go through in camp. You know, all fighters need a fire that's going to motivate them, that's going to drive them to push themselves that little bit extra. Even when they feel as though they're doing well, they want to push themselves even more. But everybody needs a fire. Um, I'm sure that played a part of it. I saw in again when he went into change rooms afterwards that he mentioned that he he he'd had a at the birth of his son I think um, four months so he's not seen his he's not seen his kid for four months. Do you understand what kind of resolve and mentality that takes? That's that's unbelievable. That is, and that shows you how much he wanted to give to this fight, to the preparation of this fight, how committed he was, and um, you know we always talk about sacrificing Christmas, sacrificing, you know, time with family and things like that. But he's not seeing his kids. He's not seeing his baby. That's a that's a huge sacrifice. So that tells you what 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 mindset he had going into this fight. So he left he left nothing to chance. He gave it absolutely everything. And so when it when it when you give everything to your preparation, even though you feel confident because you've given everything, there is also uh, an added pressure to you because uh, pressure, adrenaline, nerves, whatever you want to call it, because you know what you sacrificed for it and you just got to, it has to go your way because you've given absolutely everything for it. So, um, yeah, I thought he, you know, I I thought he handled it really, really well. And, you know, and and also after, after he's won that huge weight that comes off your shoulder, that massive, you've got that win back. The first thought he had was to walk across the ring, to go back to his corner, to get his stool, to walk across, to give it to Povetkin. You know, that that shows you the, the the clarity that was in his mind for that performance, how concentrated he was for that performance. He, even though obviously it's it, boxing is emotional, coming off for of such a, 
a, a big loss it's, has you know there's emotions in there he was very clinical in his thought process because even after it had won it was like okay cool go and then we can celebrate after and um and I, should, I thought that you know that that was class as well David, word on Povetkin, it seemed like he took some big, big right hands uh, in the first couple of rounds. Uh, yeah. Probably pa- bigger power punches than what actually knocked him down in the first fight. And, and he took yeah. a push Povetkin and, and carried on fighting until the very end. Yeah, listen, massive heart. A tough, tough man. Tough, tough man. You know, we saw how tough he was in the first fight. We've seen how tough he was, you know, in, in previous fights, you know, when he's been he's been hit with, with bombs and carried on going and carried on going. Um but in these last two fights, he took a lot, a lot of punishment, a lot of punishment. And, you know, I, I, I don't have any, you know, it's not, nothing to do with me to, to speak about it. But um, looking at him, you would say now is the time to walk away from the sport. You know what I mean? He's, uh, uh, yeah, it'd be a good time for him. He's, he goes out on his shield, so to speak, uh, giving it absolutely everything. And, you know, I, I thought yeah he, he just give it everything and, and you can't ask anything else of a fighter really to be honest how much has Dylan got left to improve he's, he's, he's not getting young he's 34 years of old, age and he didn't have a long amateur career um, 30 odd fights 31 odd fights now how much improvement has he got because he doesn't really have a long time left now you say he hasn't got a long time left but you know it's a difficult I question mean, because, it, and especially in heavyweight heavyweight boxing, they can go on for for you know for quite a while. But um, obviously, there's miles on the clock. There's wear and tear. There's wear and tear of camps of sparring. The the, the breakdowns of your body and things like that. It all depends on, on on that. You know, with Bellew, for the last four fights that he had, his body started breaking down. You know, and that's why we we knew that that you know, win or lose, do sick. He had to walk away after that because he's he's you come to a point where the years and years of, of, of training is damaging your body, you know, physically you, you, there's, there's things that you maybe can't do as well as what you, what you used to be able to do. And then how does that affect your performance going forward? So you see a lot of fighters modify the style as they get older. Um, but as far as you, you can, while ever you're willing to learn, it doesn't matter age wise, you can always learn to improve, but what you can't, um, what you can't, um, uh, cheat or, or get away from is the aging process maybe just slowing down the reactions the reflexes the ability to take a punch things like that uh the, you know the speed um things like that um can can take a toll um but you know dylan's he's he's not had a like you say he's not had a long amateur career uh, he hasn't got that sort of wear and tear his wear and tear and, and everything is what he's done in the pros and yes, he's had you know he, he has had some hard fights, but you look at him last night. He looked fresh. He looked sharp. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at him and think, oh, he's he's on the slide. Not far from it, to be honest. Dave uh, Dylan doesn't back away from big fights. We, he's now fought Povetkin back to back, Oscar uh, Oscar Rivas, Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora twice. I know he wants that world title shot, which looks quite difficult to happen anytime this year because obviously Joshua mm. kind of tied up at the moment. But kind of where does he go? Because he can't drop down. He's not the kind of fighter that gets himself up for those kind of low-level fights. He wants still big names. And yeah, he's out there for him to 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 go after now. Maybe a Deontay Wilder they talked about yesterday. Um, I feel, you know what? I feel sorry for him because um, you would say 
especially with the way the length of time he had to wait last time to get his world title shot, and then obviously the perfecting fight happened. The first perfecting fight happened. Um, now he's back to where he was. The problem is, is because we've got this AJ Fury, um, you know, two fight deal, I think, or something like that. He's he's not going to get a shot at any of these two. I I just don't think that's ever going to happen. You know. Um, uh, because I feel as though I might be wrong, but I feel that those two will fight each other, and once their little um, duels resolves, whether it's two fights or three fights, if it goes one one, I don't know. But once they they fought each other, I think they'll retire. I think they'll they'll do because you know the, that's that's the absolute pinnacle. So I don't think Dillian's ever going to get a shot at either of those two. So the thing is, is maybe perhaps um, after the first if if the fight gets it happens and after the first aj and fury fight which is for all the belts i believe the belts will get fragmented because for the second fight they won't be able to keep them all together so when they get fragmented that's when obviously the governing bodies are going to pair the next two for each of those belts or whatever the belt you know whichever belt become belts become available um that's where i think dylan gets his is his opportunity um so it's a case of marking time um, and like you say, it's it's a it's a fine line because Dylan will want the real fights, and the fans will want to see him in real fights. But when you, you look at the past, whenever you're rolling that dice, whenever you're going in against a real fighter, a dangerous fighter, you're rolling that dice. You might lose, you know, and then you're back to square one. Um, so I don't know. As a fan, I'd love him to fight Deontay Wilder. I think that's a great fight. As a fan, I think Andy Ruiz is a great fight. But as a fan of Dillian, and who's somebody who wants to see Dillian to get his, his world title shot, I would I would like to see him in less risky fights. You know, I think he deserves he deserves less risky fight you know when we see so many fighters so many champions taking easy e- easy defenses making it you know i know he was his mandatory but a canelo against a, a yildrum in between the you know the kovalevs the, the callum smiths and and uh billy joe and um, i'd like I, I wouldn't have a problem with dillian having an easier sort of fight um just to mark time and just to because he's done that where he's took the tough fights when he doesn't need to when he's sitting pretty at the top of the rankings and you know, you roll the dice, roll the dice, sooner or later your number comes up and, and, and you, you know, you get beat. Um, so I don't want to see that happen to, again, to him again, to be honest. Okay. All right, Dave, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of time this Sunday. Uh, there's a lot of boxing happening in April, um, so I'm sure we're going to catch up sometime in April. Obviously, we've got Chisora Park at the beginning of May. We've got Andrade Williams. We've got Herring Frampton next week. There's also a lot of boxing taking place in April, so I'm sure we'll... Uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's it's uh, it's good times. Um, you know, last night was a great great night. So it's good for boxing fans. And it, I've just got to say, it was brilliant to see fans in an arena. And uh, do you know what? There was only what was it? Five hundred two people in there, but it sounded so much more. It was brilliant. It was really good. Um, so fingers crossed, we can get that over in the UK and start having fans and great atmospheres for these big nights. Yeah, absolutely, Dave Coworth, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.